I've told you I don't want no strangers around this place. And look what you've done. You brought them here and you don't even know who they are. Who are you? My name is Sindel. Yeah, well, who's that? Richard. We interrupt our program to bring you this important message. Show me the one whose safety deemed such destruction. You must reunite it with its own kind. Where? This you must determine. The songs of eons past tell of battles between Mandalore the Great and an order of sorcerers called Jedi. You expect me to search the galaxy and deliver this creature to a race of enemy sorcerers? This is the way. You know this is no place for a child. Welcome to a bonus episode of Blast Points. This is Jason. This is Gabe. We're holding it together a little bit, aren't we? Maybe. <laughs> I'm wrapped in tape right now. This was, I, it, was, it, was a, it was a frantic, <laughs> frantic morning. It, was just, it all happened so quickly. It was last night. There was the photos where somebody on an Xbox was taking pictures of space boat. Everyone was talking about space boats. And then is, is it happening? When's it happening? And then this morning, just out of nowhere, 10 a.m. Eastern standard time, <laughs> they just drop it on us. It was, yeah. No warning. Just Tuesday morning. Here it is. I mean, I guess the, the, whoever's Xbox was like, you must tell people it's coming. 
<laughs> you you have been chosen to spread the word that it's coming. <laughs> oh, yeah, after weeks of speculation and people making sundials out of clay and people reading astrological charts to try and decode <laughs> when the Mando season two trailer was going to drop, it's it's fine. It's finally here. They're just Tuesday morning, right? They're like, everybody, shut up here. Just leave us alone. We know you got stuff to do because it's a Tuesday, but forget about it. So you're going to have Mando on your mind for the rest of the day. <laughs> so it's short, but it's sweet and it shows you a lot, gives you a loose general kind of feel for where this season is going to go, but also like all the best Star Wars trailers for as much as it shows you, it also messes with you and <laughs> purposely, I think puts things in there to send you for the next month and a half or whatever we have down dark paths of speculation. Well, the craziest thing is I went back and watched the season one trailer again to refresh my memory of what the trailer was like. And this trailer is longer than the old trailer. The first trailer was only a minute and a half. This one's almost two full minutes. Wow. <laughs> so it went from, I don't think they're even going to show us a trailer. They don't need to show us anything to them actually showing us more than they did last time. But you got to think with season one, they didn't, they couldn't show you baby Yoda, Yoda baby, the child. Yeah. So what are they not showing us this time? <laughs> I think a lot. Yeah. I don't know, but I th I think a lot. But yeah, let, I mean, we haven't done a full scale trailer freakout in what like a year. That since like the rise of Skywalker. So let's let's just do what we always do, what we've been doing for years. Let's let's just get into it. Let's start breaking this thing down frame by frame, second by second, moment by moment, pixel by pixel. <laughs> Millisecond by millisecond, let's get into it. So first off, if you are a crazy person for trailers, which you probably are if you're listening to this, a great place to go is thedigitaltheater.com. And they, for, I don't know where they get them from, they must get them from the studios, but they get the high-res versions of the trailers really fast. So you want to go frame by frame and YouTube is just not enough, go to the digital theater. They already have a the Mando trailer up there. Um, in higher quality than YouTube. So we'll post the link, but that's the place to be if you want to watch your trailers over and over <laughs> as big as you can. We'll have, yeah, we'll have the link in the show notes. So check it out because yeah, it's, it's the best way. It looks incredible always. So what, what's this first shot we've got here? Well, there's a planet and another planet and we're in space and I just started freaking out right then. <laughs> I'm like, we're back in space. Yes. I knew they were going to go in space again. <laughs> I saw people talking about, and I don't think it is, but I saw people talking about how it's like a blue and green kind of planet. And it's kind of like a gas giant moon kind of around it. And there was a couple of people saying online, like, oh, is that Endor? And I'm like, well, that's, you know, that's very timely for us. I don't see it happening. <laughs> You get no complaints from us. Well, the thing, too, that they're just messing with us, this trailer, is we see this blue planet from space. And then based on footage we see later, we know we're on a planet that has a lot, if not all, water. So it could be that planet. But then we're also on a planet 
that looks like it's all ice and snow. So it could be that planet or it could be a totally different planet because they know they, that we're going to think it's one of those two other (laughs) blue planets. So I'm just confused at this point. I guess the more important thing is what happened to the razor crest. Yeah, because it's it's riding down the highway with its trunk hanging open. Because, yeah, the hatch is... I didn't even notice that the hatch was open until, like, the second, third time I watched it. Because I just <laughs> saw, like, the sparks coming out of the engine. I'm like, ooh, that's not good. <laughs> and then, like, the, yeah, later I was like, oh, no, the hatch is open. Yeah, and if you look, there's worse stuff going on with the Razor Crest than the hatch being open. Like, there's... All the doors are open. There's panels hanging off the top. It's in really bad shape. Ooh, no. <laughs> well, we know what kind of a driver Mando is. And how many times did he break the ship just last season? So, <laughs> yeah. yeah, that's one thing. Like, as we get into this, it does the fate of the Razor Crest, but Razor Crest by the end of season two does not seem too good. So, after that, we get the good old Lucasfilm logo which seems did it seem like an extra quick lucasfilm logo like they weren't they no time you you love looking at it but you can't spend too much time looking at it and also while we get the lucasfilm logo you've got that great like throat singers (laughs) which i don't know if i ever talked to you about this but like i really like throat singer music like that's always my sweet spot when things have throat singers in it so (laughs) If if bass if bass recorder wasn't enough, now I got throat singers. <laughs> it, it was a wild choice and threw me off early in the morning. I'm like, <laughs> I didn't know if the next thing we were going to see is some alien singing or something. Who knows? But yeah, it's it set a tone right away for this whole trailer. With oh my god, the Razor Crest flying around with his doors open and then throat singing over the Lucasfilm logo. I mean, it's like. Are they, I keep wondering if they're going to bring back the helmets intro that was on season one. And instead of that, like, uplifting, rousing music, will there just be... <laughs> and each, after they show each helmet, it explodes. It turns around and there's a skull inside. Ah! <laughs> well, then we have the, the armorer from season one kind of giving us a little voiceover in the first half of the trailer. And I feel like this is kind of her voiceover. It's kind of giving you a refresher and kind of pointing the direction of what the, maybe what their quest is going to be in season two. Yeah. Kind of giving you where the story ended up with season one and where the story is definitely beginning in season two. But we also, we get that first shot of Mando and baby Yoda coming out of the darkness into like a streetlight or something, and you get to see like a dusk city skyline kind of thing out in the distance. Amanda walking into town, and then that's where we we cut to our first live action Star Wars graffiti. I think. Well, yeah, unless you count kind of Sabine, but Sabine would just do like little like little tags in towns, like no Imperials or something. This, yeah, this is just like all over. I like I wrote down in my notes this is the graffiti planet well and that's the neat thing is like we've seen sabine stuff in animation with graffiti and that type of thing but this is our first real live action look at this and it's kind of reminding us that if anything that even though this show is live action it's really 
the child of the animated universe and it's more a cousin of rebels and clone wars maybe than even the movies and it kind of makes sense that we're getting some of those aesthetics from the animated show continuing with a with a graffiti planet where there's breakdance battles i hope (laughs) oh let's hope let's hope somebody gets out the cardboard and they, there's dance battles, and the Mandalorian challenges someone to like a hand spin. Let's hope Yoda Yoda baby will help him spin. <laughs> it's like, how does he spin for so long? <laughs> <laughs> the combination between the, the 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 smooth surface of his helmet and then the force, he can head spin for days. I win every breakdance battle on planet graffiti. What did you notice to it? Off to the left, we get some creepy googly eyes, glowing red eyes out of the sewers or something. Oh, God, no, I didn't see that. Oh, no. Yeah, and there's some really cool-looking skyscrapers up in up in the distance, too. So that may be uh, a new favorite when they get to, to Graffiti Planet. I love it, too, because like we had no idea Graffiti Planet was coming. And it's like, well, what? You always think, like, well, what kind of Star Wars planets haven't we seen yet? And people always think of, like, nature stuff. And it's like, no, like cities. Graffiti planet. Well, what's crazy, if you think about it, we didn't see any futuristic cities in three sequel movies. Other than the one shot from the balcony on that planet. What was it called? <laughs> you know, the the one that exploded. Oh, Optimus Prime, whatever it was called, right? This is what that, that was like the only big city, space city we saw. Yeah, because we all saw in the theater, everybody was like, is that Coruscant? And then you got the, the Visual Dictionary, and you're like, no, it's not Coruscant. Yeah. yeah, so other than a little bit of Corellia at the beginning of Solo and some flashbacks in Rogue One, maybe, like, I'm ready to get back into some big city Star Wars but just when we start to get settled into big city graffiti breakdance planet, then we get the big reveal of the world's most kissable Bantha, where he practically walks up to the screen and gives us all a big kiss. <laughs> yeah, I thought, I think it was Talking Bay 94, Brandon and a bunch of other people were saying that he opens his mouth right when the Mandalorian says where. So it almost looks like the, the Bantha saying where. I thought you you were going to say that he opens his mouth just as you open your mouth when you can't believe that there's a, the most beautiful Bantha you've ever seen on screen again. This Bantha is an absolute work of art. I'm going to guess it's not an elephant in a Bantha suit. So what is this Bantha? What is it? It's probably animatronic, maybe, or a puppet with people in the head. <sighs> because they already have the like riding rig thing that they used for the... For the Blurg, so maybe it's like one of those and they just have a, a puppet head in the front or something? Ooh. I don't know. It's, yeah, it's like you think you're going to be tired of Banthas, but you can't ever really be tired of Banthas, not when, not when they look this good. You know, that's the thing, too. I hear some people being like, oh, we're going to go back to Tatooine. I'm saying let's go back to Tatooine for the Mandalorian story because there's unfinished business there from season one. We all knew it at the end of the the Toro Callahan episode. Fennec Shand, not dead. I don't believe she's dead. And the Spurs. Mr. Boots, yeah. Yeah, mystery Spurs. There is some kind of crazy reason why he's got to go back to Tatooine. And I'm all for it. 
Yeah, I think at this point, because they went there in season one and left some some unfinished business, it, it would have been more surprising had they not gone back then. It's like, of course they're going to go back. And if they're going to go back, yes, give us a beautiful Bantha. That's really all we, that's really all we need. Is he flying over the Junlin Waste? Because it's like rocky territory. There's, you know, a sand, pe- sand person on a Bantha. You would have to guess that's where it is. Does Mysterious Spurs person not have a ship? To get anywhere, is there is the Mandalorian tricked into going back to Tatooine for some reason? Is Amy Sedaris going to show up again? I hope so. Just just for a second, just for a second. Just want her and her her pit droids to show up like in a jeep or something in a land speeder, just out of, out for a stroll. <laughs> it's like it's you again. Maybe he maybe he drops baby off for babysitting again. Mm. Yeah. Baby had a good time. I'm yeah. I'm all for going back to Tatooine. I mean, I don't know. I just never. I don't get sick of Tatooine. I feel like there's still a lot to learn about Tatooine. A lot to see. I'm not tired of Tatooine. I'm not. I don't. I don't. I'm not afraid to admit it. <laughs> so sometimes you just have to admit it. That you know, I'm okay with that. <laughs> I'm okay with Tatooine. Well, and I, I like to that during kind of around 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 this part. The the voiceover from the armorer is asking that age-old question that question from season 1 that the the child has to be reunited with its own kind. Again, we we, we were saying that back in our, our season 1 recaps is that the Jedi, the sorcerers, the enemies of the Mandalorian is it the Yoda species in, in and that's like we were saying the big question with all of this season 2 if that's the thrust of season 2 is the Mandalorian going out there looking for Jedi? Is that where all these planets he's going to? Is, is it searching for clues to lead him to where a Jedi is? And is the whole thrust of this season going to be, who is the Jedi? Yeah. Yeah. Who is the Jedi? And if they find a Jedi, then the question, like, what, episode three of the first season, is the Mandalorian really going to give the baby up? Right is the is the second question if we get to a Jedi, but yeah, who and where and what could they be going towards? I mean, the next shot we have is the Razor Crest over a snow planet with a huge crack down the middle, and then and then we see the Mando and the Yoda baby on the planet. Well, and the thing to just mess with us with that previous shot is the Razor Crest is flying over the snow planet and it looks like it's in good shape. There's no damage on it or anything. And then the next shot we see baby and Mando in front of what looks like a broken ship. Yeah. Which you and I were going back and forth this afternoon with like a million different shots of the razor crest and like brightened up pictures of this shot. Like it looks like it could be part of the razor crest, but also it kind of looks like a, crashed ship it almost kind of looks like like a clone wars era like episode three what was that x-wing kind of looking thing from episode three? Oh, the arc fighter yeah the one with the two yeah well that's yeah because with the the silver with the orange paint i was like oh that's got to be the razor crest but you're right now when you look at it like it has like some big guns or something in the front like it looks like it is a different ship but if it is a different ship 
is it, you know, someone from Mando's past or someone that has a similar paint job to the Razor Crest? Like, it seems like they're, that it's not just some random ship, that there's some history with Mando in that ship. If it is like a ship from the Clone Wars, is it someone who has stolen an old, old, old ship from Clone Wars era and has crashed it on this planet? Because I think this planet, though, I really think it's Ilum. I know a lot of people are saying that online, and I'm joining the Ilum bandwagon. Yeah, it it seems plausible. It's got the snow. It's got the crystally, like especially when you see Baby Yoda and Mando kind of kneeling down in the snow. It looks like it's got the kind of like bluish crystals in the caves, the kind of like ice, icy crystal walls. Yeah, and it, it looks just like Jedi Fallen Order. Like there was a whole lot of that game where you were on Ilum, and it looks exactly like what we saw in Fallen Order of Ilum. And I just hope the Mandalorian has to sideways run on a wall, and I hope he falls <laughs> 30 times, and then has to start over at the beginning because he didn't meditate to save his game. <laughs> Be careful what you wish for. It might happen. For some reason, I have to sideways run on this wall, and then I have to sideways run on that wall, and then I have to do it a third time. This is crazy. Well, if 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 he's on the hunt for Jedi clues, that seems like the obvious place to go. I mean, even from that game, in all seriousness, there's there's Jedi temples on Ilum. I mean, that's where the Kyber crystals were. And if it's true that Ilum really was Starkiller base, which have they ever like come out and officially said that's what it was? I don't know if they ever have they danced around it but if ilum is star killer base could there be a presence there already i mean we're five years after return of the jedi the first order was in its infancy working away in the shadows well and potentially even the empire may have been there before the first order if 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 it is star killer base like there could have been i mean it's full of kyber crystals right so there's a good chance that there would already be Imperial stuff there even before the First Order came about. So it's a good place to find Jedi stuff and potentially run into some baddies. And it seems like the kind of place that Moff Gideon would know about. If he's got the Darksaber, he's got to know about all the Jedi temples and that sort of thing throughout the galaxy. So if it's not, that's cool. But if it is, it makes a lot of sense. When it it's like I was doing Tatooine, too. I wonder how much of it will be also Gideon or whatever left of the Empire or whatever. Yeah, knowing exactly where Mando and Baby are going to go and setting traps. Because we don't see Gideon at all in this trailer, which was kind of surprising. Yeah, but that's because we know we know where he is. He's, <laughs> he's hunting this, the Mando and the child. Well, and very, you know, going to Ilum too, it's very much like a Darksaber thing. Like they could be like, oh, you know, what's Ilum? And then people are like, oh, you go watch Clone Wars and, you know, they go looking for kyber crystals there. And you know, there's a history, there's a rich, rich history. And that could be really cool. It could be really, really cool. Also, yeah, like you said, if it's a new planet, cool. Not, not everything's got to be something from something else. Right. But again, this is Star Wars animated series dna in the blood of this show so 
if it ties into the animated shows, there's also a good chance they're going to follow that up too. So we'll find out just a few more weeks. We'll find out. Uh, okay. What do we have next? The big money shot. We get to the fishing village on a planet with a lot of water and clouds. And there are Corrin in overalls walking around. And there's Mon Calamari wearing hats and dresses walking around. Is this maybe the planet Mon Cala that we've never seen in live action? We've seen it in Clone Wars because the Corrin and the Mon Calamari are both from that planet. So are we finally seeing that in live action? Is this another Clone Wars planet? Will Shark Man's family show up for vengeance? I almost died when I was just like, oh, man, look at all those corn. And then I was like, oh, God, those are corn wearing overalls. <laughs> well, what's even better, if you look at the Mon Calamari in the background, it's like, now that we're finally seeing them like in their native environment, they're like extra red and like healthy looking, like as opposed to like kind of pasty, like Akbar looked at his ship. It's like they just look so so uh, hydrated and happy. You know, I can't even <laughs> I can't even think about that many Mon Calamari walking around because we've like within the history of live action Mon Calamari, we've had small doses, and small doses have been more than enough for us. It's like really rich food where you just eat a little bit and you're like, I don't know why I'm so stuffed. All I ate was that little piece of souffle or something. And I'm totally stuffed because it was so mm. rich. That was Radis's crew, Akbar's crew, but like a whole planet of Moncal and Corin dudes and overalls walking around. Just this one shot might be the most Corins we've ever seen on screen. Cause there's only a couple in Jedi. Like except in my dreams <laughs> where I go to an all corn party <sighs> and I meet all my new corn friends. So they have like lobster nets. It looks like lobster yes. cages. So because the people look like squids and lobsters, are they going to pull up lobsters that look like humans? And they're going to have like little <laughs> human faces and little hands. And like, that's what they eat. That's terrifying. <laughs> that's terrifying. <laughs> well, the other thing that's so great too, is like you're distracted by all your old buddies, the Mon Calamari and the Corins, that you almost miss that there is a family of, I think, the frog alien who was in the cantina in uh, season one. There's a like bluish green, like mom maybe, and then like a little pink daughter version with a backpack full of water and like hard boiled eggs or something walking in front of Mando. <laughs> <sighs> Keeping so many secrets from us. So many things. <laughs> So many things happening. Uh, be careful what you dream about because it, <laughs> it'll become real and you might not be able to handle it. <sighs> it's, yeah. Oh my God. One of the, one of the Corins is wearing like a, uh, like stocking caps, beanie, like a, like a stocking winter hat. <laughs> He's a fisherman. It's a fisherman Corin. I know. <sighs> oh, celebration 2022. You're going to have a fish fry. All corns. <laughs> They're going to fish fry your brains. <laughs> <sighs> okay. All right. We've, we've got to we've, oh. we've, we've move on. Uh, we've got to keep moving. 
Okay, right when the armorer is talking about sorcerers called Jedi, we get a glimpse of a mysterious woman in a hood off in the corner looking at the Mandalorian kind of, she's like almost has like a smirk on her face. And she is played by Sasha Banks, right? Yep. Yeah. WWE superstar Sasha Banks. And is she a Jedi? Is she a Sith? Did she just have good fashion sense? We don't know. She gives him the look, then she disappears. I, I here okay. Again, this is like the whole thing with this trailer, where they they're messing with us with a lot of this because you got everybody and his brother was like, "It's Ahsoka," and it's like, "No," and then somebody's like, "It's Sabine." No, <laughs> not even close. <laughs> no, I know. Just stop all that. Uh, I think it's a Jedi. Here's here's what I'm believing. It's a Jedi. And if Ahsoka really is in the show, I like to think that maybe Ahsoka has like a team, like a team of like warriors. Maybe some of them are former Jedi. Maybe some of them are like, like cheer it, like force sensitive or something. But maybe, you know what I mean? Like she's got a, she's got a crew of students almost. Exactly. Because I can't see Ahsoka post return of the Jedi going to highly populated areas like this corn fishing dock thing. But she would send a member of her team out there who would probably be happy to, to do things for Ahsoka. Cause you got to think Ahsoka's older now. This is five years after Jedi. She's already been off chasing space whales and Ezra and who knows where. Didn't the Mandalorian crew that was tracking Ahsoka, didn't they have sweet hoods that went over their helmets? They sure did. They sure did. So could she be a Mandalorian proper from the planet Mandalore, not wearing her helmet, but wearing her sweet hooded raincoat? I mean, she, yeah, she could, but I, I don't know. I just thought with, with the armorer saying Jedi... Like, literally the word Jedi when we see her face. And her hood reminded me a lot of, like, Barriss Ophie. Yeah. No, it does. But it's kind of the same thing. It would, if you were a Jedi in hiding, would you dress, like, the most, in the most Jedi clothes? I mean, maybe you would, because you don't care. <laughs> Obi-Wan Kenobi did. <laughs> true. Yeah, that's true. But also, if you remember from Clone Wars, it's like, if Ahsoka was out there, she's buddies with Bo-Katan and the Mandalorians, like, and if things got bad on Mandalore and things are bad for the Jedi, maybe they're all part of that crew and, and, and everyone in that crew is, could be a Jedi or could be refugees from Mandalore as well. Like they might all be the same group, that group you were talking about. I mean, she could even, she could even be bringing in Night Sisters. Oh, don't, don't even, don't even bring that up. I never even thought about it. Are we going to get Night Sisters on Mandalorian? We probably will at some point. When I heard people talking about it, and I didn't really notice it, and maybe you can hear it, but like when you see her face, it kind of sounds like the Darksaber turning on. You expect me to search the galaxy and deliver this creature to a race of enemy sorcerers? And I, if, is that a clue? I mean, you really got to reach for it to hear it. 
I think in just when you start to think you figured it out, they cut to Baby Yoda making a cute face, looking up at Mandalorian, and you kind of lose your train of thought. <laughs> but I love that about this trailer, that we're asking questions, we're speculating like like maniacs. This is what we live for. Well, and <laughs> did you notice in that shot, Baby Yoda's moving his lips like, is he saying Star Cruiser? <laughs> Star Cruiser! Well, then we got this beautiful wide shot of the space boat in the water, which just just look at that space boat. I mean, come on. I thought maybe I was done with Star Wars boats after Last Jedi, that maybe that was all we'd ever get. But no, we got more. They heard we wanted space boats. Here's your space boat. Here's corn fishermen. And it's some kind of giant freighter boat. Because, yeah, then it's Mando and Yoda Baby in the boat. And this, did you think about this, too? Is that the volume behind them? I mean, it's got to be, right? That is, that is insane. I mean, it could be where they, they mask out the sky using the volume. But, it, I mean, but in either case, it's like it, you can't tell at this point, right? It's like whether the background really is the volume or it's just there to light all his shiny bits you know it's it's the world of the mandalorian and the cool thing i'm noticing with this and it really kind of struck me going back to season one is there seems to be more pops of color this season where even though it still kind of has that monochromatic kind of look there's definitely like even in the shot of them on the boat like the barrels have a nice red and then the there's like an orange toolbox or something like there's always just like these great little accents of color that are really cool compared to season one well even planet graffiti that's a great way to put in just yeah splashes of wild color and even like later when we see grief and cara the dave navarro planet looks like it got a little bit of a color makeover back there yeah yeah, it looks like Grief and Kara from Attack of the Clones showed up, basically. <laughs> Where someone fell asleep and pushed the color bar, color slider like all the way up. Um, even Baby Yoda's stroller thing like has a cool red like racing stripe on it now. Well, speaking of red racing stripes, our next shot is the Razor Crest accompanied by two New Republic X-Wings. <sighs> My first thought was that, oh, cool, the Mandalorian is, like, flying with two X-Wings. Our, our friend Steve had a good suggestion that it, it's almost like he's being pulled over. Yeah, and I bet you it is with—I mean, they kind of set that tone in the last season where that the, the New Republic X-Wing pilots are just, like, your, your uh, local, like, cops who are just, like, sitting in their car all day waiting for something to happen— and and they're just trying to yeah pull him over and harass him for some reason. I do like that the uh, the one X wing out the Mando's window, the the R two unit has his head turned and is looking at the Razor Crest. I was like, that's a nice touch, that's a nice touch. And I couldn't help thinking like that looks so cool. And I was thinking about how the majority of all the effects for this, like stuff like that, this all probably ILM people like working from home. And I'm like, they, they're all incredible. I want to send them all fruit baskets. They, for like thinking of that, it's just amazing. Yeah, because it looks, it looks great. And it still has that, the Mandalorian look, which is cool. Like it looks better than season one and there's more going on, but it still has that kind of 
the feel to the way they move the camera with the spaceships and stuff where it doesn't, you know, you can tell you're not watching one of the movies, but you're watching, you're watching the Mandalorian. Yeah. Oh, uh, but then it's like, you're all excited for them and just flying slowly in space. And then we cut to the, the sweet chase through the clouds. So now the two X-Wings are chasing the Mandalorian through the clouds. So what is going, yeah, it was probably, he probably was getting pulled over and now he's trying to like outrun them or something. Well, or does he team up with the with the 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 police to go after his old crew since his old crew were kind of tied into the the X wings episode and maybe they escape and they get into some trouble? Well, yeah, and I couldn't help thinking too. Does the New Republic catch wind of what the Mandalorian is doing? And you got to think the New Republic is friendly with the Jedi. The New Republic would love a Jedi to be a part of their crew. I mean, they don't is Leia's force abilities it's still not really out in the open yet i mean bloodline still doesn't happen for a while i can't i don't see luke skywalker even though he's out there i don't see him really being involved in the new republic government too much yeah that's an interesting question because yeah how much does the new republic know and if but how much is mandalorian gonna let anybody know at this point potentially the bad guys know what's going on, but do the good guys know what's going on? I mean, it doesn't seem like there's maybe good communication between what Empire people are left. So, you know, other than Moff Gideon knowing the real story, he might not be sharing that information with anyone because he wants Baby Yoda for himself. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, so, yeah, then we have what Mando on a speeder taking off really fast on Tatooine. Maybe. I mean, remember season one, there was more than one desert. There was Tatooine, but there was also Quill's planet. So could this be a new desert? Could he go to Jeddah looking for Jedi stuff? Like we don't, I mean, we think it's Tatooine because we know they're going to go to Tatooine, but I don't know. Who knows, right? Well, Jeddah City is destroyed and that's where the Guardian, the Temple of the Wills was. What else is on Jeddah? I don't know. We don't We don't know. We don't know anything. Yeah, it could be Jeddah. Oh, God, I didn't think of that. All right, then, yeah, we get our buddies are back. Grief, good grief, Cara Dune. Yeah, they, they just walked out of Attack of the Clones. They are, like, super colorful. Grief's got to let, let his gray show. He's been in quarantine with everybody else, just letting the gray out. <laughs> They're on the Dave Navarro planet. Yeah, Grief just went shopping. He's got a new cape. He's looking great. Maybe one day we'll get a a good Grief action figure. Well, that's the the extra tease is at this point, we'll be all excited about season two Grief. And then we'll finally get a season one Grief. And then it'll be like, oh, but when am I going to get Attack of the Clones season two Grief? (laughs) But yeah, it is really cool. And it's almost like the whole thing with uh, when we went back to sad Tatooine, now that, you know, Jabba's gone, we go to Navarro and everything's happy. Like that's kind of a cool thing to go back to someplace from season one. And now potentially it's, it's sunny and colorful and things are good now that the empire is gone. Well, and that's interesting like because then the very next shot it almost looks like it's the Dave Navarro planet, but it's three tie fighters winging up. Yeah. So is that Dave Navarro planet or is that somewhere else? <sighs> yeah. And 
are they hiding on Dave Navarro planet or are good times don't last forever and they come back. But I do like that. It was like everyone almost hyperventilated and had a heart attack and a stroke at the same time watching Gideon's TIE fighter land. And this time they're like, Nope, we're going to show you four doing it at once just to see if you can handle it. I might this morning, my eyes didn't know where to look. I was just like, Oh, oh. <laughs> they're, they're all taking off at once. <laughs> The funny thing is, like in my life, I like Tie Fighters fine, but I've never been like a, like a Tie Fighter per like in like X Wing versus Tie Fighter games that I always play as X Wing. I've just never really been into Tie Fighters, but you just show one landing or taking off with the wings folding, and I'm like ready to go. I'm ready to start building a Tie Fighter out of popsicle sticks every morning, every night. So some completely random thing with that shot of the Tie Fighters, and I wonder if this is just because this is early footage but if you look closely there's like hoses that look like they would be like used to refuel something and they're just like sticking up in the air like they should be plugged into something but they're not like they're just kind of floating like right in the middle of the screen i wonder if it's just like an early shot and they didn't have time to fix to fix it it's like it's like the the car in Rares of Lost Ark going off the side of the cliff, where Spielberg was just like, they're not going to be paying attention to that. They're going to be listening to the music, and it's like you're you're not looking at that. You're looking at those sweet sweet Tie Fighters and their wings folding. Ooh, yeah, yeah. No, no one's going to notice the the ghost. There's a ghost holding a gas <laughs> pump in there. What I like in this part too that we get the classic uh, the Star Wars alarm. <laughs> So you know things are ramping up. Well, and st- stormtrooper butts running in a hallway. This is like the most imperial we've gotten in Mando. Like we had a lot of stormtroopers last season, but we didn't get like the inside of a republic or republic inside of a imperial ship. Like, is this the big? What did they say? A bigger ship that Gideon might be flying? Yeah, I'm saying, I'm saying, and I'm probably wrong. But I'm saying Gideon's got a Star Destroyer. Well, you know what might even be cooler, though, is if he had one of those smaller ones that we got in Rebels. Yes, even better. And I want to say, didn't we see those in the background in Rogue One? Or am I imagining that? Maybe I'm imagining that. But it would be cool to to get a live-action version of those smaller ones from Rebels. And it would, be, it would kind of fit the whole, holy cow, there's all this animated stuff coming to life well and it would be you know they've got the digital models and just like they did with putting the ghost in rogue one mm-hmm. take that model and just soup it up a little bit and then we got these group of biker scouts taking off off like the side of a cliff or something just sweet biker scout action just being tough just being tough biker scouts on their sweet white speeder bikes one biker scout guy like using his his foot to like to skid out like he's like he's playing super super hang on well the one thing too from all this you know tie fighters stormtroopers running down some kind of imperial hallway a whole group of biker scout guys the imperial threat is bigger than it was in season one it does seem that way well, and I mean, it makes sense at the end of season one, basically Mando f- took on the Empire and he managed to survive. And I can't imagine them not being 
a little upset. They didn't really know who he was much in season one. Now they all know who he is. Well, and it's the big question, too. Why does Gideon want Yoda Baby? Why? Why did Werner Herzog want it? What's the deal? What's the deal with the the guy with the Camino patch on his arm, the glasses guy, whose name I can't remember? Like, why? How do they know about it? Why was it there on Quill's planet? Why did Werner Herzog want Mando to kill it? Who's giving orders in this whole operation? Who's Gideon's higher up? Does Gideon even have a higher up? Or if not a higher up, is there a rival Imperial faction that... Gideon's working against because they kind of set up the idea of there's no it's kind of lawless right there's no I mean there's the new republic but they're kind of off doing their own thing and are all the imperial people together or I mean Gideon in the end didn't care too much for Werner Herzog's character so it's it's, it's like that squadron short that came out this week too I like that part where that that X-Wing pilot says to the uh, the Imperial guy, like, the war's over. Come on, give it up. I know. I just think that's whole f- so fascinating. Like, these the Empire people that are still not giving up. Yep. It's not over to them. Yeah. Super cool. Super cool. <laughs> so, next, it's like, the t- it's like your t- computer turns into a mirror and shows you almost drowning in your own sweat as you try to stay alive. <laughs> Yeah, so what? Yeah, what is going on? The Mandalorian's like reaching for a vent and he's in a room that's being filled with water. He maybe he tried to take a bath and it didn't go well. I don't know. <laughs> Where's Yoda baby in this part? Uh, yeah. Uh, now I'm gonna be worried. And then we've got the Mandalorian running and taking off with his jetpack. We got Mandalorian being Batman and hanging somebody from a rope and Either he's rescuing them or he's the one hanging them by their feet with a rope on Graffiti Planet. Yeah, and the guy's hanging from a space street lamp on Planet Graffiti. It looks like Mando shoots the space street lamp. There's a bunch of graffiti on the wall, which people are going crazy finding clues. There's like a giant like walrus man head. There's like a clone trooper helmet with an X through it. I don't know. Oh, and then from this point on, I think the the trailer just doesn't let up because now we quick cut to the most Ilum looking Ilum shot, license to Ilum. The Beastie Boys are there. If it's not Ilum, it sure looks like every other time we've seen Ilum with him walk, walking into the ice caves, unless it's the Fortress of Solitude and he needs to get Jor-El's help to teach him about Krypton. I don't know. Guilty. <laughs> Guilty. <laughs> And then just the third head on this say uh, it's time to get Ilum. <laughs> oh, and then you get so then yeah, the Razor Crest is falling to a planet. It looks like the Razor Crest is on fire. It doesn't look good at all for the Razor Crest, like we said. It's crashing on a planet. And they're kind enough to cut away before we can tell which planet it is. So we're left to speculate. What happens? Is he in the ship? Is he not in the ship? Is it a decoy? Is it his Revenge of the Sith moment where he has to drive a fly, uh, a burning ship and land it on a planet? Is Ahsoka flying it? Because that's she's she's cool with that now, flying burning ships as they crash. Well, and then we get the Mando walking in to 
the space wrestling arena with the flags <sighs> hanging up around. And yeah, the most beautiful sight we've ever seen. Two Gamorians wearing their their fuzzy skirts that all I guess all Gamorians just wear those, whether you're working for Jabba or not. Just hitting axes in a ring. Well, this whole section's extra fun too because it it's like right out of Solo. Because the first shot of him walking into the arena looks like the shot of Han walking into the Sabacc game, but in Mando's world, it's not. Smooth dudes playing cards. It's pigmen wrestling with axes. <laughs> but I like that these are like fit Gamorreans. Like, it's like Jabba's guards didn't have to work that hard. So they kind of like, they did a lot more eating and a lot less fighting. And these are like actually fit. <laughs> they almost look like ballerinas because they're like so thin compared to their big furry skirts. Yeah, and you can just kind of get a glimpse of their faces. It's oh, precious moments. <sighs> So you got this this one-eyed dude who, yeah, the first time, is it the first time we've seen the, the one-eyed guy from the cantina in another species or another person, like, of that species from the cantina? I I think so, yeah. Unless we did in, like, a background of one of the animated shows or something. But, yeah, I don't think we've really seen a, the Cyclops guys again. I know, I just want to grab him and, like, kind of shake him and squeeze his cheeks. <laughs> I missed you. I want a locket around my neck with a little picture of him in it. (laughs) Keep it close to your heart. It's so beautiful. I think like the whole face is like articulated. Like it's all like, I don't think it's like a real person in there. No. And, and, and it's the, you know, the magic of the Mandalorian. Like, is it a animatronic head? Is it CG? Is it a combination of the two? Who cares? It's a Cyclops dude talking to Mandalorian. <laughs> <laughs> On TV, uh, it's coming. You just got to stay healthy for like another month and a half, and yeah. you can see a Cyclops dude talking to the Mandalorian. <sighs> and Cyclops dude has like the same haircut that most of us have at this point. Like he hasn't been, <laughs> he's been laying low and hasn't been to a barber either. You got to do what you got to do. Yeah, then like a bunch of thugs with blasters surround the Mandalorian, and he starts to fire up a whistling bird on his wrist. And we get comedy superstar Baby Yoda (laughs) pushes the button and hiding in the stroller. He knows what's up with the whistling bird. Yeah. We get get all the sound effects of all that whistling bird action. And then, yeah, we cut to once we can see stuff again. We got, I think it's like a Zabrak guy with a knife in his chest. A couple, two dead Zabraks. They got Zabrekt by the Mandalorian. And then, yeah, and then Mandalorian drops the tagline, this is the way. Yeah, and then we got the title. What did you make of like the title at the end with like kind of like smoke around it? Is it the force? Is it the wills and the force flowing around him? Is it just that this ep- this season is so cool that everything is ice cold and there's steam coming off of it? <laughs> it's dry ice. And is the the environment they're in in the logo like at first I was like, oh, that's from the first episode of season one, but that would be weird. Is this the the fishing with Mon Calamari and Corin planet? Maybe. Or is it cold like Ilum? Is it like the cold winds of Ilum? 
Mm-hmm. Uh, does the season end on Ilum? Is the is the Razor Crest crashed? Even though, yeah, well, it's something you got to think of too. Like they tricked us in the season one trailer by showing us shots of the Mandalorian walking through the wasteland, whatever that where in the actual show, baby Yoda was with him. That shot of the razor crest flying over Ilum in good shape could just be purposely to throw us off the scent. That is true. And technically based on what the Mando trailer and a lot of the movie trailers, they could just be messing with us with a lot of these shots. It's true. At this point, I wouldn't put anything past them as far as messing with people. The more we know, the less we know at this point. And something big too that we've we, that we forgot to talk about is that the one part where the Mandalorian says about Yoda baby, wherever I go, he goes. Like we were saying in the beginning, like is that a thing where he's not really ready to give him up, even to his people? Well, and I wonder if that ultimately is where the story goes to that. Just because his people were the sorcerers doesn't necessarily mean they're his his family, even if that's where he came from. And that, you know, the whole Star Wars thing, that the relationship they build together, does we, do we ultimately realize that the Mandalorian is his people and, and their clan of two is, is ultimately what's important and not, you know, who your, who your blood relatives are? Will season two tell us that? Probably not, because they're going to keep it. They're going to keep us going. And will Din Djarin sing the "My Buddy" song? Because he almost pretty much started singing it. Will he just start breaking out into the hit "My Buddy"? My buddy, my buddy, my buddy. My buddy. Where are Yeah, there's so there's yeah, no Ahsoka, no Gideon. If Boba Fett is gonna be in it, Tamil Morrison, no, no, Tamil Morrison, no Michael Bean's character. If Michael Bean's really in it, right? Yeah, they, I mean, all in all, this is a pretty good trailer similar to season one, where it's just enough to get you speculating and just enough to get you pumped up, but not enough to really tell you anything. And it may be one of those things after the first episode, we realize that most of what we saw in the trailer was from the first episode. And now we're left with this one shot that, okay, when's the shot with the the gun that comes out of the backpack? Okay, we haven't got to that episode yet. So I I have a feeling we're going to be in the same boat come October. Yeah, yeah. Never forget season one. We knew nothing from week to week, and yeah, I feel like with season two, we'll be like, "Well, we haven't seen the biker scouts take off yet. When's that happening?" <laughs> well, yeah, I gotta go. I I gotta go watch it again for the twenty seventh time. I need to go lay down. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I felt like I needed a nap this afternoon. After yeah, put put some ice on my head, a warm washcloth on my face and just close my eyes and and think about graffiti planet i'm gonna turn on a hose and just spray it in my face put my finger on it so it's real real rough (laughs) (sighs) so all right well well folks uh ewok movie month is still continuing on the main show if you want to get a story your personal ewok movie story into us 
uh, get it into us in the next couple days if you're listening to this the day this comes out. Um, so your Ewok movie story voice recording can be in next week's Ewok movie month episode. And yeah, we got, I think we had like a Blast Points Army Patreon commentary coming pretty soon too, right? Yeah, that'll be out uh, by this weekend. Yeah. So that's a fun fun one as well. So yeah, this turned out to be a uh, Blast Points extra, extra week with Mandalorian and uh, a Patreon all coming out. So yeah. Well, and you know the drill. Leave us reviews on iTunes. It helps the show. And check us out on all the social media. We're on everything. And yeah, and we got the Blast Points Army on Patreon. And that's pretty much it, right? Yeah. So, yeah. Take your vitamins. Say your prayers. (laughs) Go for a walk. (laughs) Be very safe. Wear bubble wrap so you can stay safe for six more weeks until season two takes us all by storm and pummels us with lightning i don't know (laughs) (laughs) on that note yeah we'll we'll talk to you all very very soon thank you everybody (laughs) bye bye may the force be with you goodbye old friend may the force be with you Buddy from Play School. This is the way. May the force be with all.